Hey listeners, welcome back to Topics with Tim. Thank you for joining me, and this is a Storytime with Tim podcast. I hope you enjoyed my rant earlier in the week. Things to look forward to. I am going to be doing a Gym Junkies podcast with my buddy Taylor, who is currently injured right now, uh, broke his leg on the ski slopes just a few days ago. So Taylor, if you're listening, love you, man. Praying for you to heal, and you'll be hearing from him pretty soon on my next Gym Junkies because he's a pretty active gentleman, although he won't be for the next few weeks, unfortunately. So he'll have to find little ways to stay sane and stay active while injured. I'm also planning on doing a mental health pod with Chloe, who was on for a Gym Junkies episode last week. We had a lot of awesome conversations about, she's very passionate about mental health, and I am as well. And so we'll be bringing to you some really awesome mental health content coming next week. So that's a couple things to look forward to. But for now, let's hop right into the podcast for today, which is Storytime with Tim. And again, make sure if you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss a podcast. So... The story today is going to be my best and my worst and most embarrassing sports moment. Moments, I should say. Very embarrassing, this moment. (laughs) And I also have a really good moment, though. I wanted to balance it. I wanted to have a very embarrassing moment, but a very good moment as well. So let's start with the good, and then we'll move on to the embarrassment later. So, of course, those of you that know me know that I've played sports pretty much my entire life. I grew up playing sports. My parents got me started real early, as early as five, six years old. I'm in soccer. I'm in baseball. Those are kind of the main two I did growing up. I didn't do basketball till a little later. I was a little bit of a late bloomer when it came to basketball. But when I did finally get good at basketball, I got really good. And it's actually probably my favorite sport to play. Just I still love soccer. I still love flag football. But basketball, there's just something about it. Something about watching that ball swish in the hoop that just makes you feel so stinking good. And I've been missing it during this whole this time period where you know, because I used to play at Cal Fit pretty frequently a couple times a week, I'd play pickup basketball. And of course, with everything going on, that's not as much of an option anymore. So it's been sad. Also, soccer has been kind of been gone too. Although I finally played some indoor the other night. I need to get back into a league here soon. I'm losing my sanity without sports. So anyway, my best sports moments. So this was probably about, give or take, six, seven years ago. Now, I was going on a missions trip to India. And so for that missions trip, me and my team were trying to raise some money. So we created a basketball tournament that we had at our church, Sunrise Community, nearby me. And... For this tournament, we used a couple of we used the parking lot, we used a couple of courts there. We used the the indoor gym court, which I have many fond memories of many, many, many pickup games with people there over the years. It used to be a very consistent thing. Every Tuesday night we'd play pickup basketball at the church. So we did a tournament and I put together my squad, I believe my buddy Blake, Ian, who else was on my squad? Those are two I remember. I'd have to pick their brains, find out who else was on my squad. So we had a nice little squad, although in the tournament, we kind of, we were up and down. We had a couple of good games, a couple of bad games. We ended up finishing as the eighth seed. So we were the last team to sort of get into the playoffs. So we weren't bad, but we weren't great. And so, of course, we had to play the one seed, right? If you're the A seed, you got to, 
you got to play number one. So we played the number one seed, and this was three on three, by the way, with usually like one or two subs. So you had a team of five. So we're playing this team. They're number one. They're playing against eight. So they kind of came in pretty cocky. They came in thinking they were just going to walk all over us. It was going to be no big deal. And so we're, the game's going on, and they you know pull up to an early lead. We're kind of hanging in there, but I think it's one of those situations where the team that's leading is kind of not playing their best because they kind of know, hey, I have a lead, and I don't have to. It's, it's typical psychology of human beings that when we have a lead in sports, we tend to let up. We see that. Time and time again, that teams come back because the the team that's winning kind of you get complacent, you kind of get oh we're up, no big deal. You kind of lose a little bit of that just desperate sort of mentality that you need to just go 100 full bore, 50 percent. So they started to let up a little bit, and we started to kind of get back into it. I was on fire that game. I was making a lot of, I was getting to the cup, finishing having some strong finishes. And my team was picking it up for me. Blake, Ian, we're hitting threes. So we were hanging in there pretty good. And then we finally kind of pulled in right at the end. We kind of slid in there where we are only about two points behind. And so someone was keeping time for us. And so there's about 20 seconds left in this game. Down by two. And the other team has the ball. And I don't know kind of what was happening, but they were kind of messing around with it. And then they lost it. And so I got a hold of it. I got the rebound. And I pass it out to my buddy who was at the three-point line. And then I sort of did the the Steph Curry, if you will. I ran to the three-point line as fast as I could. The defender ended up closing in on my buddy. But my defender was a little bit, was slacking a little bit. Gave me a little bit of space as I ran towards the three-point line. So my buddy, you know, he gets closed on. So he sees me coming up. And so he fires me a pass right in my shooting pocket. I catch it. I sort of do a turnaround, not completely fading away, but I, I kind of caught it as I was sort of facing him. So the hoop is sort of to the left of me. So I catch it, and I'm able to do my my step in, my left-right step as I'm turning my body towards the hoop. So I come in. I get my, my feet set. The footwork's good. Pop up with my form. Drained it for the win because the person that was keeping track of time was, you know, five, Four, and that's when I ran out, caught it, turned, set my feet, drained the three ball to win the game to beat the eighth, the, the number one seed, the eighth seed, the big upset. It was probably the only moment in basketball I've ever had where I had that just that Kobe moment where I'm thinking, dude, this is how Kobe Bryant feels. This is how LeBron James, this is how Michael Jordan feel on a regular basis. Just absolutely draining this three clutch moment to win the game. Peace out. Bye-bye, number one seed. We're the eighth seed, and we just freaking took you down. So that was such a sweet feeling because, you know, I, and I still play basketball, and I love it. And the way things are trending now in the basketball world where everyone just shoots from the logos, you know, that doesn't fit me well as a player because I've never been a player who's been an amazing shooter. I've always been that guy who... You know, I'm that I'm that hustle dude. I'm that dude who's out there taking charges. I'm playing freaking phenomenal D. I'm I'm playing defense on dudes three, four feet taller than me and shutting them down. Like that's kind of the player I am. I'm just I'm I'm rough. I'm a hustler. I'm gonna I'm gonna play defense. I'm gonna get to the cup and be physical. I'm just I'm a I'm a physical player. That's kind of how I've have how I've always been. I've never been much of a finesse shooter. 
So anytime I hit a three in a game, I just get jacked because it's just something that doesn't doesn't happen to me frequently. So that was one of my favorite sports moments, just feeling like Kobe, feeling like Steph, draining that three, clutch. My team ran over, jumped on me, the whole whole shebang. So that was pretty dang cool, I must say. So that was my my best moment. But now it's time for my worst moment, my most embarrassing moment in sports. All right, so I played baseball growing up, as I mentioned before, and I was never really very good. And I think it has to do with the fact that baseball is just kind of a boring sport, if I'm being honest. It's you stand a lot or you sit on the dugout and watch a lot. And I've I've always gravitated towards the sports that are the most active because I just love to hustle. I love to run. So soccer. I mean, you run three miles a game. Basketball, you run a couple miles. Those are my two favorite sports. But even football, football evolves a lot. You know, every play, even though you get breaks in between plays, you're still sprinting up and down the field constantly. So, the more active, the more engaging the sport, the more I'm I'm interested. And baseball just never did that for me because it's it's such a non-active sport. It's so technical. It's I guess a little bit more, I don't know. There's more mental things to it, I suppose. But anyway, I never was super motivated to practice. I never was super motivated to get better at hitting. I think my favorite position I ever played at baseball was playing catcher because you're just involved every play. You know, I love getting down there in the squat, you know, catching balls. I even actually, it's a funny story, I didn't even use a catcher's mitt for the longest time. I actually used my own glove because I actually preferred it. The catcher's mitt, are, they're, they're cumbersome and they're sometimes hard to squeeze to catch the ball. So I'd wear my own glove. And I remember actually getting some pretty bad bruises on my hands. And then I had to switch over to an actual catcher's mitt, but I had such a good time playing catcher because you're just constantly, you're playing catch with the pitcher back and forth, back and forth, throwing dudes out at second base. It's a, it's the best position in baseball by far. Loved it. So I'm on this team. I'm gosh, 12, 13 years old. And I'm on this team and our team is stacked, dude. Our team is phenomenal. And I know it. And so I know right off the bat, I'm not going to play. <laughs> I'm not I'm not nearly as good at any of these dudes. So most of the games I spent riding the bench. And I would come in maybe 7th, 8th inning. I think I, that year I counted. I was like, how many hits am I going to get over the course of the whole season? I think I got 8 hits. That was my... <laughs> my I kept track. I had so few hits that I was able to keep track of how many hits I had during the season. So we finally come to championship game. And I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be nice. I'm just going to chill on the bench, have my spot. You know, my favorite part of baseball, honestly, was A, the snow cones that you would get after the game. B, the, you know, my dad would always bring me a Gatorade and a big league chew. So I'd sit the bench for six innings. And I would eat my, drink my Gatorade, eat my big league chew, and just watch some baseball. And I was, I was perfectly, you know, content with that. Anytime I had to go in, I thought, oh boy, here we go. See if I can get a hit, maybe. So I'm bad. I was bad at baseball. Just, it's not, not for me. So I'm thinking, sweet championship game. I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna enjoy the sun and the breeze. I'm gonna have my Gatorade, my big league chew. I'm going to chill. I'm going to watch some baseball. Maybe I'll come in around 7th, 8th inning. He'll throw me in right field. That's the typical spot. 
I'll kind of putz out there for a couple innings. Hopefully by that time we're, you know, have a lead. We're just going to walk away with the game. No big deal. Championships. We celebrate, have some snow cones, you know, maybe go out for pizza, right? That's what you go to the, the team pizza places, right? So, you know, I'm thinking, all right, today's going to be a good day. Today is going to be a good day. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't such a good day because I found out that I was starting. So, okay, that's that's uh, news to me. Uh, I'm a starter now for the championship game. I'm sorry. Um, have you have you seen me play? <laughs> have you have you seen me play baseball? <laughs> I'm sorry. You want me to start? <laughs> it reminds me. If any of you guys have seen Little Giants, where they're like they're calling a play for this kid named Johnny. They're saying, "All right, pitch to Johnny," and he he goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, guys, pitch to Johnny." I'm Johnny. You you can't you can't pitch to him. You can't. <laughs> he's like freaking out as they run to the uh, run to the line of scrimmage, and he's just freaking out. Like you can't pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. So I'm thinking you can't start Tim. I'm Tim. What what are you doing? I don't I don't play this game. I sit the bench. That's what I do. I'm the I'm the team cheerleader. I'm the team you know comedic. You know, comedic relief. You know, I'll, I'll crack a few jokes and ease the tension in the in the mood. You know, that's that's my that's my role on this team. But nope, I was starting, and not only was I starting, but I was starting at second base, a position I really never played at all. In fact, I'm I'm notorious for being scared of the baseball. That's kind of been my. I think that's another reason why I was never good at baseball was I was always scared of the ball. People would make fun of me because I would close my eyes as I swung because I was just, I'm going to get hit. I'm going to get hit. So I just swing at the dang thing and close my eyes and hope for the best. People people make fun of me for closing my eyes while I swung, which they should because that's ridiculous. Why would you close your eyes trying to hit a baseball? But anyway, I was so scared of that little ball, dude, because that thing freaking hurts. And I have memories still of, you know, there was a grounder I took to the eye one day, had a nice little shiner, uh, getting pelted with it. It's not fun. That that ball, that thing hurts, man. That thing is not fun. Give me a basketball. Give me a football. Give me a soccer ball. Don't give me that little freaking ball of death called the called the baseball and have someone hit it at me 50 miles an hour or throw it at me 80 miles an hour. No, thank you. I'd rather I'd rather watch grass grow. So here I am, starting at second base. So the game starts off. They get a couple runners on base, and guess what happens? They hit a grounder to me, which I miss because I don't play second base, and I'm scared of the ball. And a couple runs score, and my team is pretty pissed. They're not necessarily verbally assaulting me yet, but they're they're giving me some stares that they're unhappy with that error. A couple innings later... Same thing happens again. I have another error. <laughs> they score a couple runs. Now my team is getting more agitated at me. Now on top of the dirty looks, there is some uh, insults thrown my way. Some anger, uh, ang- angry outbursts from my fellow outfielders and infielders saying, Tim, what are you doing? And then it happened again. A third error. And more runs scored. I wanted to find a hole to crawl in and die because my whole entire team was pissed at me and yelling at me, and that was traumatic. 
because I felt like I, I should not be here. This is not my fault. I should not be in the game at all, A. B, I should not be playing second base. This is, if you wanted, I mean, did, I wonder if, did somebody pay off the coach to like, like, hey, do you want to traumatize this young child? Let's just throw him in at second base on championship game. You know, I don't know where the coach, maybe some people were missing. I can't remember, but why? Why do this to a poor young man who's just trying to have a nice day and is now wants to crawl under a base somewhere and just die because he is just... So anyway, not only did I have three errors that scored multiple runs, but I also struck out three straight times swinging. Because this dude this, this dude that was pitching, was he was good, man. I mean, there was, in, there was a reason the other team was in the championship game. So I swung out. I don't even know if I made contact with the ball. I'm pretty sure I, sw- I struck out swinging three straight times. And I remember slamming my bat against the backstop because I was so pissed off because I couldn't even make contact with the ball. And then, of course, my errors in the field. So we lost 10-6, to 6, which makes it even worse because, I mean, had I not made those errors, we probably could have won wasn't even that, you know, big of a, you know, obviously if we got blown up by 20, then okay, no big deal. Who cares? But we actually lost by four runs. So you could kind of blame me, honestly. I mean, I would blame me, whatever the opposite of MVP is, the LVP, least valuable player that day was, uh, was me. And I can't, I can't remember much beyond that. I don't know what I did after the game. I don't know if I just left immediately or if I, I, I feel like there were tears I, I imagine there were tears. I don't remember specifically, but I guarantee I probably went home and cried. Because I'm thinking, what the heck? What the heck just happened? Why was why was this done to me? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> and it's no surprise that next season, when I was faced with another season of baseball, I went to my parents and said, uh, I'm done with baseball. It's It's over. My career of wanting to be a professional MLB player uh, it's done. It was done a long time ago. And maybe that moment, maybe that pushed me. Maybe I would have tried to play baseball again next year or the year after had that experience not happened to me. And maybe I would have wasted my time. Who knows? Maybe it was for a reason, right? The cliche. Or I don't know. But anyways, that sucked. It was embarrassing. And I never wanted to play baseball ever again, ever. Now, I did sort of rectify that I did play in a softball league a couple years ago and it actually was a lot of fun and I actually did a little bit more actual studying on how to swing properly I actually watched some videos and started practicing my swing which I never did when I played baseball before and so when I played softball I actually did really well I had some nice some nice hits where I had good form and, and powered that thing I got to play right field and I caught some some nice you know fly balls and overall, I had, a fun, I had a fun experience. I would do it again. I would do it again. It was fun. So that sort of healed my my baseball wounds playing softball. But gosh, that was just... Why? Why Why would you do that to, to a kid? I don't get it. All right, I'm going to give you one more moment that is a positive one. I'm going to give you a bonus moment. Bonus moment. All right, here we go. My bonus moment. Now, I played flag football for about five, six years. In fact, there was when we stopped 
Why did we stop? We lost our quarterback mainly, and then we want to start again, but then, of course, a pandemic, whatever, so I haven't been able to play flag football. But we did have two undefeated flag football seasons. We ended up winning three championships, so we had a lot of success. There's one game in particular. It was our second title game. The game started off pretty evenly matched, going back and forth. game was close. But then we started to kind of pull away. And kind of what ignited our pull away was a really big play at the actually the end of the first half. And let me tell you about that play. So Kyle completes a pass. I don't remember who to. And we hurry up to the line because we know that time time is ticking. Our, our halftime window is, is, is almost closed. And so Kyle, our quarterback, runs over to me, whispers in my ear, says, stop. he says, uh, I think a curl and go or stop and go. And so... What a, what a curl and go is, is basically you're you're running like you're going to do just a curl route, but you're kind of faking it, and then you you know sprint up the field. So you're hoping to catch the defender flat-footed. He bites on the curl. You're able to then get space and go and just sprint deep and try to, try to beat him. If he can't recover in time, it's over. Touchdown. So we line up to the line. We try to do it real quick. Hike the ball. I run about five yards. I stop. I turn. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that curl. So I kind of I, I turn my body, not completely right. I don't want to kill all my momentum, but I I shift my shoulders, kind of giving that defender a look like, hey, I'm gonna curl in. He bites. He tries to jump it. I then immediately stop my rotation and use my right foot to kind of I move it back and then cut as hard as I can to try to generate as much power forward the opposite direction that he's now going because he he jumped on my route so boom I generate that power and I'm off to the races I'm sprinting for that end zone uh whoever their safety was I can't they might have been just playing man-to-man with no safety because there was there was no one there probably had a good you know he started to recover but I probably had a good at least a few feet on him at that point Kyle sees it because we kind of plan this ahead of time drops back drops a bomb Perfect, right into my uh, right into the bread basket. I catch it, touchdown, boom. We end the half. I think up by I think that put us up by two touchdowns at the end of the half. Look, we never looked back. We ended up crushing them in the second half, winning our second championship. It was quite glorious. So it was a uh, one of my favorite moments, just because you know it came in a big game. It came in a big a big spot there, because that was obviously we don't score there. You know maybe they they get the ball at the next half, they score, we're tie game, right? The whole momentum of the game is different. Have we not scored there? So that was such a just a awesome play that we ran. I think you know I'll throw in another bonus moment here. We were down in a game. This wasn't a championship game, regular season. We were down by, I think, 25 points plus. I'd have to ask Kyle. He's he's the, the memory whiz. He would remember. And so we start mounting this comeback. I don't know what happened. We just switched gears. We started coming on. This was during one of our undefeated seasons. So we were trying to hang on to our undefeated record. So we're driving down the field. We need to tie the game. We've only got, I think, once you run out of time in flag football, you have a certain amount of plays that you can run before essentially it's over. So we were on sort of our six plays that we had left in the game. So we get down to about the 20-yard line. We've got about, I think this might actually be the last play. One play left. We have to score to then have a chance to get the extra point, to then tie the game, to even actually send it into overtime. So I line up in the slot. 
on the right side. My brother occupies the, the slot on the left. So I'm doing a, a post route. What a post route is, is essentially it's anywhere between 5 to 10 yards straight and then with a hard 45-degree cut. So, you know, an in route would be a, a full 90-degree cut where you're stopping and then going in. But this was a, about 45, so you're kind of given some space as you're still, as you're still moving down the field. You're still cutting at a, at a slight angle. So I line up on my man. I'm looking at his positioning. I'm trying to see, okay, is he? what kind of technique does he have? Is he kind of pushing me towards the outside where his body is kind of blocking my post route? Or is he lining up on the other side, kind of giving me the post route? And so luckily he was sort of giving me the post route a little bit. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't completely giving it to me, but he was angled a little bit that direction. So I knew I was going to sort of have a free release on him. So the ball is hiked. I run, sprinting, and again, I... I think when I, I think what I love about being a receiver in flag football is it's kind of acting. I have to sell my defender that I'm going to do something and then do something else, right? So I'm trying to sell him on the fact that, oh, I'm going to go for a corner. I'm going to go for an out. And so I start to sort of drift out to the right as if I'm already kind of giving away what I'm going to do. And so he sort of moves a little bit more that direction. But then as soon as I get him moving and his hips turn to where he's thinking a corner and out, Boom, I plant my foot, I cut, 45-degree angle. You know, But he was a good defender, so he was he read it pretty quickly as I cut. He kind of got pretty close to me. He was, he was kind of right on my heels. Kyle delivers the, most, the perfect ball, perfect spiral. And I believe, I think actually another defender was coming from a different direction as well. So there's almost like there was pretty much a gap that he, a window that he had to throw it in where my defender was going to eventually close on me. A defender from the other side of the field was going to close. And so there was just, just tiny little window. Kyle nails the window. I catch it kind of above my head to the right, both hands, boom, right in this little gap before it closes. And, and the defender moves in front of me and my other defender moves in front, snag it right in that window, bring it down. I'm in the end zone. And I just started going, absolutely nuts just crazy because we just tied the game we came down from 25 plus points and i just had the game tying freaking touchdown in this like minuscule window and my move had to be had to be perfect my route had to be perfect otherwise that window would not have happened so it was just felt when, when things come together like that in such a you know split second amount of time and everything has to be perfect it feels so good it feels so good. It's like that's what you play sports for or for feelings like that. So I catch it. I'm in the end zone. I'm going crazy. Our team gets around. We're pumped. We end up getting, uh, going into overtime, winning that game, keeping our undefeated streak alive. And it was just, man, that's that's one of those things that's sort of burnt into my memory is that the view of the ball, the view of the window closing, catching it, turning, seeing I'm already in the end zone, seeing we – well, I'm sorry. We did have to do another extra point to tie the game. So we weren't fully – ready to go and then just realizing I totally just shook my shook my guy just enough to give my quarterback the time needed to hit me on on that post route touchdown game saver let's go on the last freaking possible play there's nothing better there's no better feeling than coming through in the clutch it is just so satisfying it's you just feel as if like, yep, I just came through when it mattered the most. And I feel like it says something about you. It kind of, I don't know, maybe it doesn't say something about you, but you, you, it, you feel something about yourself as if you're kind of 
on another level or you feel like there's something just mentally gratifying. You're kind of like, I'm here. I'm, I'm worthy. I'm worth it. I'm the man. I just came through. When all the pressure was on and most people fail when the pressure's on, I came through. So it was pretty, it was pretty amazing feeling. So, but anyway, that has been my story time with Tim. Hopefully you enjoyed a couple of uh, good stories there. If you're a sports fan, I'm sure you've got some of your own and hopefully you enjoyed that embarrassing baseball moment. Cause I was just, that was terrible. That was bad. No fun. No fun. But anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Once again, thank you for supporting my podcast. I'm hoping that this podcast will actually give me the uh, 1,000 hit me. Or I'd be able, I'll be able to hit the 1,000 mark for total listens over the course of uh, the short time period of my podcast, which would be a major, major goal for me. So help me hit that. Well, you already have helped me. If you're listening this far, then you've, you've helped me hit that goal of 1,000. So thank you, guys. Uh, again, look forward this week to that Gym Junkies with Taylor and then a mental health podcast with Chloe later in the week, bringing lots of awesome content to you. And as always, I will see you on the next pod.